At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Warm up from Lilo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Got a tremendous podcast for you. It's in the second segment, we're going to be joined by Justin Perry. He does a great job over there at Odds Checker, along with Number Edge. And for those of you guys into NFTs, Momentum Ranks is going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at everything that we've got for Monday on the board, a few trends that we're finding in terms of Major League Baseball as well, and just what we've been noticing on these bullpens last few weeks as overs, they've been cashing a bit more. So, going to be diving into that with Justin in the second segment, then in the final segment. Going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer Twitter questions on this podcast. Got one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gunit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you're in this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we did wind up having a lot of bullpen collapses and six games go to extra innings on Sunday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. The LA Angels lose their 11th straight game as they made like your buddy at the bar against the Philadelphia Phillies and could not close. 9-7 to the final in this one and this is a bad one as the Angels 
were up by a count of 6-2 to two going into the bottom of the eighth inning as Patrick Sandoval didn't necessarily lend a lot of length. Two runs given up in four and two-thirds innings from there. Jose Quijada, Ryan Tapera, they were both able to give you one and one and a third innings respectively out of the bullpen scoreless, but Aaron Loop tagged with three unearned runs as there was a pair of errors out there in the field behind him in a third of an inning. Rossi Iglesias, he winds up giving up three runs in one and a third inning, including Homer, and then Jimmy Ergett, he got got in this one as for the Philadelphia Phillies, you had Bryce Harper go deep off of Iglesias, his 13th home run season, and for Bryson Stott, his second home run season was a walk-off dinger as Kyle Gibson. Not a good start here for the Philadelphia Phillies, giving up five runs in three and a third innings, but bullpen from there was solid. Nick Nelson, two and a third inning scoreless. Christopher Sanchez, one and a third inning scoreless. Drew Sitchfamilia gives you a scoreless inning, and Corey Knebel gets the win despite the fact that he wanted giving up a run in his inning of work. The San Diego Padres, they go on the road, and they sweep the Milwaukee Brewers, 6-4. They get the job done in 10 innings as Jake Cronenworth was able to go deep off of Trevor Gott. He winds up getting his 10th home run season as Gott, Gott, Gott. He winds up giving up three runs, two of which were earned in his inning as Eric Lauer winds up giving up three runs, only one of which was earned. He was hurt by an error out there in the field from there. Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, Josh Shader, they all give you a scoreless inning and Brewers have been dealing with some ailments, so they needed Colt Wong to step up in this one and he was Mr. Right. Fourth and fifth home runs of the season goes deep off of Mike Clevenger, the starter, and then a little bit later off of Nick Martinez. Pretty much Clevenger and Martinez piggybacked off of each other. Martinez gives up two runs over the course of four innings and Clevenger gives up one run in three innings. You do Wind up having Robert Suarez and Tim Hill combined for two scoreless innings, and then Taylor Rogers, one unearned run given up in the 10th inning. He winds up being able to get the save. You did wind up seeing extras out there in Los Angeles as the Dodgers. They wind up falling to the New York Mets by a count of 5 to 4. And for the Dodgers, they have now lost five out of their last seven at home. For the Mets, you wind up having Sterling Marte of the Marte Party go deep off of Julio Arias, seventh home run season for Arias. Lone run they gave up in five and a third innings. From there, Evan Phillips along with Caleb Ferguson both give you two-thirds of an inning scoreless, but per starter Gradrol gives up three runs in his inning. Alex Vesia gives up nothing in his third of an inning. And Craig Kimbrell, due to a lack of bullpen arms, he winds up having to stay out there for two innings, gives up the unearned run in the tenth inning that winds up costing them in for the Dodgers. Will Smith gets shaky with it in the ninth inning. He goes deep off of Seth Lugo, his sixth home run season, then Trey Turner down for what? Gets his sixth home run season off of Trevor Williams. Williams gives up two runs, including that bomb in the course of five innings. Do wind up having Seth Lugo. Wind up getting the win, despite the fact that he had his second blown save of the season, giving up that home run. Two runs a total in an inning, but Adam Adovino, Steven Nagosic, along with Edwin Diaz and Odinas Medina. We're all able to give you a scoreless setting for the Mets to be able to move to 37-19. and That is the best record out there in the National League. The Boston Red Sox have been able to inch back to 500. They are now 27-27 and after taking down the Oakland A's by a count of 5-2 for the swinging Oakland A's. Boy, they have not been swinging it well recently. They have scored a combined four runs in their last three games as Rich Hill had a relatively solid start here, giving up one run over the course of six innings. John Triber, Tyler Danish, they both give you a scoreless inning before Ryan Brazier gives up a run in an inning for the Boston Red Sox. Pair of home runs in this one. Franchi Cordero winds going deep off uh, Frankie Montas, third home run season. Then you have Rafael Devers go deep off of AJ Puck, 12th home run season for Puck. CRA is now above one as he winds up giving up that home run in his inning of work for Montas. Gives up four runs, only one of which was earned over the course of six innings. Was hurt by Kevin Smith fielding error. You wind up having Zach Jackson and Danny Jimenez from there, both to give you a scoreless inning, but for the Oakland A's. Been relatively rough recently for the team. It's been relatively rough for the Rockies as well. They wind up losing another home game, 8-7. They wind up falling to the Atlanta Braves as 
the Colorado Rockies. They wind up getting swept in this four-game series. And you take a look at the Atlanta Braves. They wind up getting off to six runs in the first two innings of this one. And that wound up powering Charlie Morton to victory. Morton does wind up giving up four runs in five innings, including home run going deep for the Colorado Rockies off of them. That would be Brendan Rodgers' sixth home run season. From there, you do wind up having Charlie Blackman go deep off of Kenley Jansen, who has just not been terrific this year. His eighth home run season. And then Brian Servin winds up getting his Third home run of the campaign. And that comes off of Will Smith. Smith winds up giving up two runs in his inning of work. And Kenley Jansen, just a solo run in his inning. Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh both give you a scoreless inning. But for the Rockies, they were hoping for a little bit more out of Ryan Feltner. Giving up six runs in three innings. Ulysses Justine and Lucas Gilbreth. They combine for one under run over the course of three innings. Robert Stevenson gives up a home run in his two innings of work. And Carlos Aceves is scoreless inning. It's going deep for the Atlanta Braves. You wound up having Matt Olson go deep off of Feltner. Seventh home run season. Then Ronald Acuna Jr. goes deep off of Robert Stevenson for his third home run of the campaign. DK Nation pick was on the Texas Rangers. They were up 5-2 going into the top of the ninth inning. And like your buddy at the bar, they could not close. 6-5, the Seattle Mariners. Wind up getting it done as they wind up having a home run in the ninth from Ty France to be able to things out his eighth home run season and a little bit earlier, and Eugenio Suarez goes deep off of Martin Perez. 11th home run season for Perez. He wound up going 66 in a third innings without giving up a homer before he wound up allowing the one to Suarez. He winds up giving up two runs over the course of six innings and it's uh, that snaps an eight-game start streak in which he had allowed one or zero earned runs as he gives up two. So, so relatively solid buck 56 ERA overall for the season for him. Brett Martin, Matt Moore, and Dennis Santana combined to be able to give you two scoreless innings, but it was Matt Bush that wanted giving it up in the ninth inning, giving up three runs in two-thirds of an inning, and then Brock Burke comes in for one and third innings, gives up the under run in the tenth inning as he did wind up having the Rangers be able to get a quadrant of home runs in this one as Mitch Garber goes deep off of Sergio Romo's seventh home run season. George Kirby winds up giving one up to Adelise Garcia's 10th home run season. Then Marcus Simeon, he's able to notch his third of the season. Then wind up having the first home run season for Ezekiel Duran as he winds up going deep off of Andres Munoz for his first of the campaign for Munoz. Winds up giving up just one run in his inning. And for Kirby, just two home runs given up in his two innings. And then you wind up having Sergio Romo give up two runs in his inning. But Diego Castillo and Paul Seawald both give you a scoreless inning for the Seattle Mariners to be able to get it done. And the Seattle Mariners, dating back to the beginning of the 2021 season, best win percentage in one-run games in all Major League Baseball. The Houston Astros, they're the top under team in all of Major League Baseball, but they played it over against the Kansas City Royals because their bats got hot. 7-4, the Astros are able to get it done as you wind up having Kyle Tucker get his ninth home run season off of John Easley, and you wind up having a home run off the bat of Jordan Alvarez. 16th home run season as serving that one up would be Mr. Adrois Vizcaino. Vizcaino gives up that home run over the course of his inning of work. John Easley, not necessarily a bad start here, gives up three runs over the course of six innings as you did wind up having Dylan Coleman and Jose Kuas both give you a scoreless setting, but then in the ninth inning, the Royals bullpen disintegrates. Colin Snyder gives up three runs in two-thirds of an inning, and Albert Abreu winds up giving in an out out of the bullpen for a Royals team that's down the bottom five in the big leagues in terms of bullpen area. Salvador Perez was able to go deep off of Framber Valdez. His eighth home run season for Valdez winds up giving up two runs over the course of six innings. Ryan Stanek, Hector Neris, they could buy for two innings. Neris winds up giving up one run in the process, and Ryan Presley does wind up giving up a run in his two-thirds of an inning of work, but Rafael Montero gets the final out of the game. That allows him to get the save, and now the Astros find themselves 35-19, and at 17-35, Royals currently own the worst record out there in the big leagues. 
The Miami Marlins certainly have been touch and go this season, and they went to a loss on Sunday, 5-1 to one the final as the San Francisco Giants able to get it done behind Jacob Junis. will wind up allowing one solo home run over the course of six innings, going deep off of him. Garrett Cooper, fourth home run season, lone form of offense for the team as Braxton Garrett just could not wind up blending a good start for the Miami Marlins. Gives up four runs in three and a third innings, including a home run to Mr. Donovan Walton, his first home run of the season. From there, the Miami Marlins bullpen was actually relatively solid. They wound up going a combined five and two-thirds innings, giving up one run to Richard Blyer. Gave up a run in two-thirds of an inning, but Anthony Bass, a long time in that, combined for two scoreless innings. So in Floro, two scoreless innings, and Cole Solzer was able to give you a scoreless inning as well. You did wind up having the Chicago White Sox be able to salvage their series with the Tampa Bay Rays. They go on the road, and they get a 6-5 win as all six of their runs wound up coming in the first two innings as they wind up going in this game 4-14 with men in scoring position, no home runs, but did a good job with the Ducks on the pond. And for Lucas Gialito, he does wind up giving up five runs, just two of which were earned. He was hurt by Yasmani Grandal catching air, and he did wind up having a pair of home runs for the Tampa Bay Rays, and this one off of him. Mike Zanino seems to be starting to heat up his fifth home run season, and Isaac Paredes was able to go deep for his fourth home run campaign as Ryan Yarbrough. His ERA for his career is now right around one and a half points higher when he comes out of the bullpen than as a starter. Perhaps the Rays want to start using the opener once again. Gives up six runs and got just five outs. From there, the bullpen goes seven and a third inning scoreless with Ralph Garza Jr. fading a lot of danger. He gave up seven hits and three and two-thirds innings, but no runs. Sean Armstrong and Jason Adam both give you four outside the bullpen. Andrew Kittrich gives you a scoreless setting in for the Chicago White Sox. You wound up having Aaron Bummer, Kendall Grayman, and Liam Hendricks. I'll give you a scoreless setting. Hendricks really been able to lock him, by the way. He's been looking very solid, so they're able to get it done. The Cincinnati Reds, for the 19th time in their last 20 games, they wind up putting up four-plus runs at home, but it was not enough against the Washington Nationals. 5-4, to four, the final as for the Nationals. Wound up having Patrick Corbin give up three runs in six innings. Relatively solid start for him as now in his 12 starts, the team is 2-10 with nine losses on the run line. Victor Arano winds up giving up a run in an inning, but Erasmo Ramirez along Steve Cishek, they both give you a scoreless inning. And Mikel Franco winds up going deep off of Luis Castillo. His fourth home run season for Castillo gives up five runs, three of which were earned over the course of six and a third innings, hurt by a pair of fielding errors. Art Warren gives you five outs out of the bullpen, and you did wind up getting a scoreless inning. Uh, Jared Solomon, but for the Reds, not enough doing in this one to be able to get it done. You did wind up having the Minnesota Twins go on the road. They take down the Toronto Blue Jays by a count of 8-6 to six as Devin Smeltzer. Not necessarily long for this game. He does wind up giving up two solo runs over the course of his four innings as going deep off of him. You wind up having George Springer get his 11th home run season, and then you wind up having a bomb from Alejandro Kirk. Fourth home run season as from there, Ty Duffy the Duff Band did not wind up delivering too much greatness as Santiago Espino winds up getting his fourth home run campaign as Duffy gives up three runs and two-thirds of an inning, but for Giovanni Moran was able to give you an out at the bullpen. Jerron Duran, along with Jarrell Cotton and Griffin Jacks, I'll give you a scoreless setting and Josh Smith. His regression continues. He winds up giving up a home run of his own in an inning as going deep off of him at Chapman's seventh home run season, but Kevin Gosman, who's been relatively unhittable all season long, gives up five runs, three of which were earned on nine hits, in three and a third innings from there, David Phelps gives you four outside the bullpen. Trevor Richards, a scoreless inning, and then you wind up having Andrew Vasquez and Mr. Jeremy Beasley 
combined for two innings, giving up two runs in the process. Beasley gave up a home run, and Adam Simber gave up a solo home run in his inning of work as going deep for the Minnesota Twins. Trevor Larnish, his fourth home run season, and Gary Sanchez, his seventh as the Twins. Now 32-24, and 24. and for the Blue Jays, they still have been able to win eight out of their last 11 games. The Cleveland Guardians go on the road. They take down the Baltimore Orioles. This by a count of 3-2 to two as the Guardians get all three of their runs in the first inning, and Andres Jimenez, Drove all three in his seventh home runs the campaign. Dean Kramer gives up three runs in four and a third innings. His lifetime ERA still hovering right around at seven. Not necessarily so great there. Logan Gillespie was able to give you one and a third innings scoreless along Nick Vespi. You wound up having a pair of scoreless innings out of Ryan Baker and CNL Perez as well. And Ryan Mountcastle was able to go deep off of Zach Plesak. Eighth home run season for Plesak. Relatively solid start. He gives up that home run. Two runs in total over the course of six innings. From there, Eli Morgan, same hentages. They combine for two scoreless innings. And Emmanuel Classe able to come in. He's able to hold on the fork, get a save in a scoreless ninth inning. The Arizona Diamondbacks wind up stymieing Mr. Zach Gallen. 3-0. The Pirates able to get it done as for Gallen. Not a bad start here. Gives up two runs over the course of six innings. He has allowed two runs or fewer in all but one of his starts thus far this season as going deep off of him. First home run of the season for young right fielder Cal Mitchell. From there, you did wind up having a run given up out of the bullpen from Kyle Nelson. In his inning of work, Sean Poppin was able to give you a scoreless inning, but what was not popping was the Arizona offense. No runs scored in this one. Zach Thompson, five scoreless innings as he has had a sub-2-5 ERA ever since the beginning of the month of May. Will Crow, Anthony Bonda, Chris Stratton, David Bernard. All able to give you a scoreless inning and just the fourth win for a Pittsburgh Pirates starter this season. All the other ones have come out of the bullpen thus far. And for the New York Yankees, they were unable to cover the run line, but they do wind up getting home straight up on the money line. They do wind up taking down the Detroit Tigers by a count of 5-4. to four. As Ronnie Garcia, relatively solid start here for the Tigers. He winds up giving up two runs in five innings, including a home run. Going deep for the New York Yankees, Joey Gallo's sixth home run season as Jordan Montgomery. Solid start from him as well. Six and a third innings, gives up two runs. And with the Tigers, four runs, they're back to averaging right around 2.05 runs per game on the road as Clark Schmidt gives up a run in an inning. Miguel Castro gives up one run in two-thirds of an inning before Juani Peralta, Michael King come in for a scoreless ninth and tenth inning. And for the Detroit Tigers, top five team in terms of bullpen ERA, but it let him down in this one. Michael Fulmer winds up giving up one unearned run in one and a third innings. Gregory Soto allows the unearned run in the tenth inning to score to take the L as Alex Lang gives up one run in one and two-thirds innings. He wound up having a pair of errors by Jonathan Scope and Harold Castro wind up costing this team. And on Sunday Night Baseball, game goes to the 11th inning. Under still winds up holding, though. 5-3. to three. You wind up seeing the St. Louis Cardinals get it done against the Chicago Cubs as both starters relatively saw it in this one for Wayno. He winds up giving up two runs over the course of seven innings. And then Genesis Cabrera. This has to be the longest relief appearance he's ever had. He winds up going four innings, wound up giving up one run in the process as he was able to pitch a scoreless 10th and 11th inning, which is pretty impressive into it of itself. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, no home runs in this one. They do wind up going 4 of 11 with Ben in scoring position. And for the Cubs, 3 of 15 with Ben in scoring position. That in support of Justin Steele, who wound up delivering a good performance. Two runs, one of which was earned, given up in his seven innings of work. Scott Efforts was able to give you a scoreless inning as well. Rowan Wick, though, in the ninth inning, he winds up allowing a run. That wound up being a little bit of an issue before Daniel Norris comes in in the 10th and 11th innings, giving up two runs, one of which was earned in that time span as the St. Louis Cardinals now 32-23 and 23 on the season, and the Cubs have been one of the worst home teams 
in all baseball this season. A team that typically has pretty demonstrative home and road splits. They are now 11-20 and 20 at home this season. The only team that's worse with regards to our home record out there in the National League. That'd be the Washington Nationals. And if you're taking a look at Major League Baseball, over the last three days, we've seen the overs start to come through. In the last three days, to run four overs to 191 under some. It's interesting, and if you're taking a look at a little bit of a smaller sample size, last seven days, those overs, 53 of them to 43 unders. That is a 55.2% clip to the over, and if you're looking at underdogs in this time span, it's been a little bit rough for them. 37 and 62 straight up over the last seven days, so we've been noticing a lot of big underdogs coming through, but not necessarily the smaller ones as in this time span with regards to the favorites. They have won 62 times straight up, and on the run line, they've been able to cover just 46 times. So 16 one-run wins by favorites, and overall this season, we have been seeing a lot of favorites not being able to cover the run line as favorites. Overall for the season, 480 and 322. That's a 59.9% hit rate, but favorites, they have won 129 times by approximately one run to not cover the run line, and overall for the season, Unders still hitting at a relatively solid rate, but things are starting to even out. 395 unders to 367 overs. That is 51.8% to the unders. So that's what we're seeing in Major League Baseball right now, and that's what we wound up seeing on Sunday. Now let's turn the page forward to Monday, take a look at this card, and take a look at how to be able to gauge just totals moving forward. Justin Perry of Odds Checker. That is up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Eastern Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And it's great to be joined by our guest. It's Justin Perry. He's doing a great job over there at Odds Checker, taking a look at the great game of baseball. Also, Number Edge as well does a great job being able to break down things on a day-in and day-out basis. And I know that this man is getting all set for the NFL season as well. And for those of you guys that are into NFTs, he does some work over there at Momentum Ranks as well. And to be able to follow Justin Perry on Twitter, that's that his name, Justin Perry, and then the number eight on the back half of that. And the name Perry spelled P-E-R-R-I. And Justin, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Hey, Greg, always a good time to be on the show. I hope you've uh, you've had a good weekend and are ready for some Monday baseball. I am. It was a good weekend up until we wound up seeing the Texas Rangers blow a three-run lead on Sunday. And I do think that that's actually a little bit of something to take a look at as well because something that I've been noticing over the last few days in Major League Baseball is that it feels like these bullpens that were very solid to begin the year, they're starting to get worn out a little bit more. We're seeing more blown leads late in games. I don't know how much you wind up gauging it, but I mean, first 50 games of the season, these bullpens were nearly lights out. Now we're starting to see them get a little bit more tired, and now we're also seeing more runs late in games as well. And that's something I feel like I've got to incorporate a little bit more into my handicap. I don't know if you feel the same way, but just a little bit of a takeaway from what I've had the last few weeks. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we saw like the Rays have blown two saves in the last four days. We've seen, you know, multiple teams, especially over in that AL West. I think almost every AL West team except for Houston blew a save over the weekend. It's all over the place and it has come essentially out of nowhere. I think it might be tied to this step up in just the runs we've been seeing, a lot of warmer environments, better hitting environments. It definitely has not been easy to be a relieving pitcher, but it has been a lot better for totals. I mean, over betters have been enjoying it, that's for sure. Yep, that's certainly been the case as you even take a look at what we wound up seeing in like Padres versus Brewers yesterday as well with the Padres being able to get a three spot in the 10th inning. So that's always something to take a look at. And speaking of the Padres, I wound up having my question marks going into their series against the Milwaukee Brewers. It was a very good run for the team, but with that said, it was against a lot of lesser competition. They go to Milwaukee. They wind up getting the sweep. Now they go up against a New York Mets team that they're coming off of a relatively solid series against the LA Dodgers. Had a little bit of a rough go of it in the first two games. Final two games, they were able to get it done. And right now, it's a relatively pick em price between Blake Snell and Carlos Carrasco. With Snell, I gauge this guy so much differently at San Diego rather than on the road. I want no part of him on the road, but at home, I feel good about him. And then with Carrasco, he wanted giving up no runs in his last start, but in five innings against the Nationals, gave up four hits, five walks. I think that he's doing for a little bit of regression. I like the Padres here at home. I'm not sure what your thoughts are here, but I think that with Blake Snell, we've got to be gauging him so much differently when he pitches in San Diego versus elsewhere. 
Yeah, it's always kind of been that way with Blake, hasn't it? Uh, I feel like you can go back a couple years and it always seems like he is somebody you just can sort of say, oh, he's on the road. Give me no part of him. But again, San Diego, one of the better pitching environments in the major leagues. Do we see this West Coast road trip start to catch up with the Mets here? Of course, like you said, last couple of days have been pretty nice against the Dodgers. They got some runs off of Bueller, who, you know, a whole nother story. He looks like he needs a little bit of a revamp himself after a few rough outings. But yeah, this is going to be a very, very interesting series. I would not be surprised for the Mets to run into one of these two LA teams on their route to trying to get to the World Series later this fall. I'm not really sure where I go with this one. My biggest concern is that the Mets might be one of the most consistent offenses in baseball right now. But yeah, that West Coast travel is definitely something I need to investigate before making a real claim on this one. Yep, it's going to be so interesting to take a look at what we're going to be getting in that matchup as that's going to be a little bit of a later game, 6.40 p.m. Pacific, 9.40 p.m. Eastern as we do have Justin Perry joining me on the podcast and we're talking about the state of California and I think we need to talk about the Angels who have now lost 11 straight games and they were up 6-2 to going into the eighth inning against the Philadelphia Phillies and well, they close about as well as your buddy at the bar that is known for not being able to get the job done. They wind up blowing that lead against the Philadelphia Phillies, which typically it's the Phillies' job to wind up blowing those games with regards to their bullpen. Now they've got no Thor Syndergaard going up against Michael Walker, and this is a Red Sox team that they had a really bad start to the season. All of a sudden, they're back to 500 as well. We find the Angels at a minus 130, and I do think that this could be a little bit of a good get-right spot for the Angels, and with Mike Trout being all of his last 26, you know that this is not going to last forever, but such an intriguing spot here because, I mean, I do like the Angels for the game, but I am also very concerned about this bad skid that they're on, too. It's a little bit concerning to say the least. We are seeing someone like Syndergaard who started off the year so hot, I believe a sub three ERA in his first three starts in April, but you know, in his five games since he's at 540, the whip is up at one and a half that first month, 0.82, Greg. So Syndergaard has definitely seen some problems. Now, I don't know if you caught him a little bit of slack pitching in Yankee Stadium for a five-run appearance last time. He does normally bounce back, it seems. I would not be shocked if he has a nice performance, but like you said, that Angels bullpen has been pretty suspect. Boston coming off that sweep against Oakland on the road. I think you might see a scenario where maybe Boston drops the first game in the series and then wins the next two uh, just because like travel can be tough it's probably a spot where they might not be able to get it done and again Waka's performance probably also supports that he is not getting a lot of strikeouts he looks pretty average in terms of runs allowed so maybe this is a spot for the Angels to get something done he did give up four or five runs against the White Sox who have also been a little anemic and the Angels already saw Waka this year so if you believe that that might help them it's a good scenario so yeah I would probably leave taking the value on Boston just because of how rough it has been. Plus 115 is probably too good to be getting on a team that has been sliding this much, which Wynn is still offering at the moment. But you know what? We'll see how it goes. I'm a big AL East proponent. I think they are probably one of the stronger divisions, so I definitely would lean that. And it's so interesting. You take a look at both of these guys in Waka and Syndergaard. Both have went between 40 and 40 and two-thirds innings. Both have approximately 27 strikeouts. Both have given up four home runs this season. So it can't get much more mirror images of each other. And 
For the Angels, they've given up at least six runs in six out of their last seven games. I'm looking at that eight and a half. I am also taking a look at it over there. As we do have Justin Perry, he does a great job over there at Odds Checker and Momentum Rank. He is joining me on the podcast. And another team that's been hot with regards to a total trend, that'd be the Cincinnati Reds. 19 out of their last 20 home games, they put up at least four runs, and now they're going up against a Diamondbacks team that they lead the league in home runs on the road per game. It's going to be Madison Bumgarner against Hunter Green, and right now we're finding Hunter Green as right around a minus 125 favorite. I recognize that Hunter Green gets a lot of swings and misses. Madison Bumgarner does not, but until we wind up seeing Hunter Green give up fewer than two and a half home runs per nine innings, I have a very tough time sticking any stock into him whatsoever. On top of that, both of these bullpens relatively awful. I'm not sure about you, but it feels like getting a plus price here with the Arizona Diamondbacks is relatively solid value against a guy in green that just given up a bunch of runs. Yeah, I agree. Green, he's got good stuff, right? But I feel like what I've seen out of those fastballs that can come in at 100 miles an hour is they just come across that plate real square and it allows people to just barrel him up. He's a young kid. He's going to figure it out. He's going to work on his mechanics. He has an electric arm for sure, but a 6.19 ERA, 2-7 and record. It just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And like you said, this Arizona team hits home runs on the road. Christian Walker back at it again with another like multi home run week. This guy is just launching them and Arizona four and nine as a road underdog on the over. So when people sort of count them out a little bit, we do see these runs come in. And then, I mean, my one of my favorite bets in all of baseball is the over at the Great American Ballpark 17 and seven this year. It has not been a bad bet at all. And according to the stat cast factors, the park factors, you can see that this has actually been one of the best years for run production at Great American Ballpark in recent memory, which is probably a pretty huge deal. I think the run production is up 15% compared to last year. So we're seeing some real results, not just like a little bit of variance leading to these overs at Great American Ballpark. It's just when it's warm, it's a good bet. Yep, I'm right there with you. And when it comes to trends like this, I wound up pointing out the one with the Angels. They've just been giving up runs upon runs. We just mentioned it with the Reds at home. The overs have been cashing just like wildfire. How much do you wind up just continuing to ride those? Because I'm with you. I'm going to be on the over of nine and a half in this one as well. I pretty much rode the over in the entirety of that series against Washington Nationals. And I'm just someone that until you wind up seeing something otherwise with the Cincinnati Reds, until they wind up snapping the streak of scoring four-plus runs at home, I think that you just keep on riding it until you wind up seeing, A, them not be able to do so, or B, you wind up seeing a quantum shift. And by that, I mean these totals go up into double digits like 10-plus. I'm with you 100%. There's no real reason to question it. I think we're still getting a little bit of that bonus recency bias to fade with how bad the Reds were to start the season. I mean, a couple times ago when I joined you on the show, right, they only had a handful of wins. We were projecting them to only get to 30, 40 wins on the season. They're close to 20 now. The offense has really picked up. Nick Senzel coming back at the top of that lineup has been nice. He's stealing bases. We have Brandon Jury coming into his own a little bit. A couple multi-hit games this week. Joey Votto seems to have found it. They just like playing at this park in the summer. And again, until I'm getting like 10, 10 and a half every day, even with like decent pitchers on the mound too, I'm there with you, man. You got to keep playing this. It's going to continue to get warmer. Arizona's got some good bats. We've seen Ketel Marte heat up. I think he finally broke his like two week hitting streak recently. They've got some good bats. Peralta's swinging it well too. 
these are underrated offenses with pitching to be exploited. With the Cincinnati Reds, you mentioned it. They start out the year at 3-22, and 15-13 in their last 28 games. That's pretty respectable. Now, you don't want to be ending the game getting picked off with a man in scoring position like they wound up doing yesterday. That's pretty inexcusable, but certainly we've seen a much better effort from the Cincinnati Reds in recent weeks. I do think that there's a little bit of value here with the plus value of the Arizona Diamondbacks, but I think the Reds, they're still going to be able to get their runs as we do have Justin Perry joining me on the podcast. And Justin, it's a relatively small slate. We've got just six games and we've actually already went through about half the card. Among the games that we haven't looked at, is there anything that you're really going to be keying in on, whether it comes to a bet or just a team or a pitcher that you want to see a little bit more from in general? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has been watching this Kansas City Royals staff just with maybe their mouths open, drooling a little bit. I know we saw an unlikely win and Strong performance from Chris Bubik on Saturday, which shocked me. I know I lost a little bit of money on that one. But still, this staff for the Royals just hasn't been doing it. It looks like something you can continue to sort of fade with team totals, maybe in the first five, first five run lines. I'm just not really sold. Daniel Lynch going against the Toronto Blue Jays is probably going to have some trouble. I know the Jays finally start to feel like they're clicking a little bit. Better production out of Teoscar Hernandez finally feels like that 3-4 hole for this elite offense is finally not like causing an out 90% of the time. He was legitimately hitting under a 100 average for like two and a half weeks. So really excited to see that offense clicking. And with Lynch not exactly pitching too great, a 1.56 whip this season, I could see Toronto, you know, maybe getting to ladder type play, thinking they could win by four or five runs. Lynch just does not impress me, Greg. Yep, and when it comes to this total, it's currently a nine and a half Ross Stripling. He's sort of been utilized out there in the bullpen and then he's been moved to a starter and guys I like to fade are guys that they wind up just not necessarily having something set as well you got to figure that stripling probably not going to be long for this game and then you wind up busting out the Blue Jays bullpen which they haven't been so great but what has been great has been the offense scoring four plus runs of their own in 11 out of last 12 games so We've got a constant there and a man that is a constant in terms of always providing great content. That'd be you, Justin. I know you're doing a great job over there at Odds Checker. You do a terrific job of being able to handicap baseball. I know that you, much like myself, love being able to take quite a few underdogs as well. It's been a little bit of a rough week with regards to underdogs as a whole, but we've seen a lot of big underdogs being able to cash recently. Look no further than the Pittsburgh Pirates last week. So let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and just what you've all got going on in general. Yeah, no, my pleasure, Greg. Thank you so much again for having me on the show. Definitely pay attention to what is going on with the Moment Rank stuff. We have some cool things debuting with the conference coming up this month. Of course, always be paying attention to what's coming out on Odds Checker. I post a couple articles there going into my favorite plays every week. And then Number Edge is just where you know you can find everything I do, everything, all the data analytics. If you want to deep dive with me, that's kind of where I hang out in that community. We love the Number Edge guys got some sharp experts over there on the up and up so yeah hopefully we get to talk again soon greg it's always a good time it is always great to have justin on the podcast he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to major league baseball does a great job covering it all throughout the year and then i know that when it comes to the nfl season he's going to be guys up all ready to go on that front as well and always brings it when he joins this podcast so big thanks to justin perry for joining me right here on the baseball betting show now a part of the Beeson family podcast coming up next a little bit of a smaller slate for monday just six games but gonna give you guys picks and analysis on every single one of them in the next segment as we touch them all
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Big thanks to Justin Perry, doing a great job over there at Odds Checker, and he is a man that has won the better handicappers that you're able to find out there. Also does some great work over there at Number Edge and Momentum Ranks, so great to be able to get him aboard to be able to take a look at everything that we've got in Major League Baseball, including this slate for Monday. So always great to be able to get him aboard, and now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we... Touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore 81, and we're going to be going in the Las Vegas rotation order. And this is where we wind up going with the National League games first, then the American League games, any interleague games. Those would be at the bottom, but we don't have any of those. Nice, small six-game slate today. So let's get it started with 951-952 on the betting board. You've got the Arizona Diamondbacks hitting the road facing off against the Cincinnati Reds. We are on to Cincinnati, and they're on to Hunter Green getting the start for them. And Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, gets the start for Arizona as the Diamondbacks are finding themselves in between plus 105 and plus 112 underdogs. Meanwhile, if you take a look at Cincinnati, it's anywhere between minus 120, minus 125, 9.5 being your total. Over is minus 115 on the juice, and the under is minus 105. I'm looking at the over, set my total at 9.7. We got a Reds team that have scored at least four runs in 19 out of their last 20 home games. So they have been the rock of consistency when it comes to being able to put up runs on the board. Now, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, they do lead the big leagues in terms of home runs on the road. They're getting right around 1.6 home runs per game when away from home. So they've been able to do a great job with that regard. They are a team, though, that they are one of the worst teams with regards to batting average out there in the major leagues. So a little bit of a double-edged sword there. You do have a guy in Christian Walker who's been able to give you 14 home runs, but he's got just a 200 batting average. You've had a couple guys be able to step it up. Quitel Marte of the Marte Parte sitting 260. Joshua Ross, he's sitting right around at 285. So these guys have been able to pick it up. Alec Thomas, he's been able to hit right around at 240 along David Peralta. And for Thomas, he's coming off a week in which he wound up having a pair of home runs in that series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then you do take a look at the flip side for these Cincinnati Reds. This is a bullpen that they do rank in the bottom five in terms of big leagues, in terms of ERA. And the Arizona Diamondbacks don't have much attack there in the bottom 10 as well, but you do have Joe Manette typically out there in the bullpen for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. You've been able to get some good production as well out of someone like Indian Kennedy. It's been guys like Mark Melanson and company that have not been great. And for the Cincinnati Reds, Alexis Diaz is starting to regress a little bit more for the team. A lot Jeff Hoffman, but they've been able to get some Good production there. You've been able to have the offense be able to rise up for the team as well. As I laid out a little bit earlier, Albert Amaro Jr. hitting above a 300. You've had Matt Reynolds, Tyler Stevenson. They're both hitting above a 270 as well. Brandon Drury has been able to give you seven home runs. Joey Vato, after he wound up having a very rough start to the season, 
He's come off of the COVID IL, and he's looked relatively solid. Over the last 15 days, he's sitting right in the pocket about at 275. So ever since he's been able to come back, his on-base percentage, it has been able to resurface Nick Senzel. He's been able to do a solid job, aside from when he's getting picked off to wind up ending a game. And it was not necessarily too terrific, but I do take a look at what you're going to be able to get out of Madison Baumgartner, and certainly have more faith in he rather than Hunter Green. Now, he doesn't have the one or mile per hour fastball that Hunter Green does, but he also doesn't wind up giving up the deep ball as much. 15 home runs and 48 innings given up by Hunter Green. He's putting it right down the middle, walking four and a half guys per nine innings out with Hunter Green. He's also been able to get right around a strikeout and a half per inning. So, I mean, he's been doing a great job there. Nearly 13 strikeouts per nine innings. Madison Bumgarner, he's hovering more around that six, six and a half range. And he himself has been giving up right around a home run and a half per nine innings. But also a 331 ERA does a better job with the walks, more like three walks per nine innings. So, I do have a little bit more faith here in the Diamondbacks being able to get the job done just because Green gives up so many home runs. I'm looking at this total over, set my total at a 9.7, and with the Diamondbacks, made them the slight favorite, so going snakes and going over. 9.53, 9.54 on the betting board. The New York Metropolitan's at the road to face off against the Slam Diego Padres, and what's going to be my DK Nation pick? Hopefully this doesn't wind up as bad as the one from yesterday, where the Rangers wind up blowing a three-run lead in the ninth. Not that I'm salty about that, but that said, Blake Snell going to be on the bump for the San Diego Padres, and Carlos Carrasco is going to be on the bump for the Mets. This is a relatively pick'em game right now. With the Padres, you're going to be finding them right around a minus 105 to a minus 102. Meanwhile, with the Mets, you're going to be getting them between a minus 105 and a minus 115. 70 zero total over is minus 120, and the under is even. And I did wind up saying my total at a 7.2 here at the 7. I think that it's a little bit too low. I'm going to be looking at the over, but DK Nation pick is going to be on the San Diego Padres. Blake Snell, ever since he wanted getting traded to San Diego, he's looked like the former Cy Young Award winner when he's been at home. When he's been at home for the San Diego Padres team, he's got a sub-3 ERA. Things have been rocking and rolling for him. When he's been on the road with the San Diego Padres, his ERA is right around a 7. He's got some of the biggest and most demonstrative home and road splits that you're able to find in the league ever since he wanted getting moved to San Diego prior to the 2021 season. Thus far this season, command has been a little bit of issue for Snell. Eight walks in 15 innings thus far, but his swing and miss stuff still there for him. He has been able to give you right around 10 strikeouts per nine innings. And for Mr. Carrasco, the swing and miss stuff down a little bit, right around eight strikeouts per nine innings, 363 ERA. I would say that he doesn't deserve the 6-1 record that he's received. He certainly has been solid, but he has also given up at least four runs in two out of his last four starts as well. Coming off a start against Washington Nationals, of which he wound up issuing five walks and five innings. And I mean, let's call it what it is. Carlos Carrasco has been a little bit lucky to this point with the way that he's been able to put guys on base. It's not necessarily matching up with his 363 ERA because he's got a whip that's hovering right around a buck 21 in recent starts. He certainly has gotten into a little bit of danger. And when it comes to this New York Mets team, it has been a bullpen that has been a little bit shaky this year as well. You've been able to get some relatively solid innings out of someone like a Drew Smith, Jason Shreve has been a little bit up and down, though. Colin Holderman, he's actually come out and he's looked very good for this team. I just don't know how sustainable that's necessarily going to be for this team. And then you do have out there Julie Rodriguez, who's had a little bit of a rough go, but now with the New York Mets, this has also been a lineup that has been able to do a solid job of be a reach base as well. You take a look at it, and you wind up having one guy in the starting lineup yesterday that entered into the game hitting below a 240. So, and to their credit, has been very solid. Luis Galorme is hitting like a 340 for this team. You got Sterling Marte, Brandon Nimbo, Pete Alonso in between a 270 and just above a 280 with Alonso. And Alonso leads the league in home runs on the road since the beginning of last season as well. So that's been rock solid. But then. 
line. You do take a look at the San Diego Padres and Manny Machado has been one of the best hitters out there in the big leagues. Someone who has been able to really supply the boom hitting right in the pocket of about a 333. Eric Hosmer, he is now hitting right around 300 for this bunch. A big thing for this team. Having some of these ancillary guys be able to step up like Jerickson Profar, Luke Voigt, both of these guys hitting right around 235. Jake Cronenworth, he's now got a home run in back-to-back games. That is going to be very beneficial and big for the team moving forward. And Jose Azucar has been able to get on base for the team. He's now hitting at 275 as well. And for the San Diego Padres bullpen, it's been beginning to improve a little bit as well. You've been able to have some solid innings out of guys like a Craig Salmon. Taylor Rogers wound up having a bad series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but he's got 18 saves as far this season. Luis Garcia has been able to come in and hold down the fort. And when needed, Debel Crisman has been able to give you multiple innings out of the bullpen. He's pitched 25 innings and 17 total appearances with a sub-2 ERA, so I do think that that bullpen is going to be very beneficial. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression here for Cookie Carrasco, so the DK Nation pick going to be on the San Diego Padres at home. Did want to say Matola at some point too, a little bit harder to be able to hit the ball out in San Diego during the nighttime, but I do think that there's going to be solid contact on both sides. I do think that Snell going to give out a few walks. So looking over, and the DK Nation pick going to be on the Padres. I'm 55-956 on the main board. The Cleveland Guardians are going to be playing us to the Walker, Texas Rangers. 55 Shades of John Gray is going to be going for the Rangers and Cal Quantrill. On the bump for the Guardians. The Guardians are finding themselves in a relatively pick'em game here. You're going to be finding them anywhere between minus 108 and minus 114. Meanwhile, with Texas, they are back to being a little bit of an underdog. Finding them anywhere between minus 110 to as high as a plus 104. 8.5 is your total. Under is minus 115. The over is minus 105. And with the Cleveland Guardians, I did wind up making them a favorite here of minus 146. Would have probably wind up making them the DK Nation pick if I didn't wind up featuring the Rangers yesterday. And Oh, that was a mistake because the Rangers wound up blowing that lead. And I do think that with the Rangers utilizing quite a few bullpen pieces yesterday, that's going to leave them a little bit depleted here for today because it's been a Rangers team that you take a look at the month of May, they were actually fifth in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. I did figure that you would get a little bit of regression out of this team. Brock Burke, he wound up being used for north of 20 pitches yesterday. Joe Barlow has been able to do a relatively solid job for this team all season long, but... Dennis Santana winds up throwing 15 pitches yesterday. He's been used up quite a bit. And for the Texas Rangers, this is a little bit of a spotty lineup as you wind up having, among their starters, because you do wind up having Samoff have a relief, I guess you'd call it pinch it at bat. You wind up having one guy with north of a 261 batting average, and that'd be Ezekiel Duran, who has seen, I believe, something in the neighbor of like eight at bats as far as the season. So, very small sample size there. Cook Allen has been able to get on base. He, Jonah Hine, Nate Lowe, they're in between about a 245 to a 261. And Marcus Simeon, all of a sudden, he's been able to put bat to ball. You take a look at what Marcus Simeon has been able to do in this recent stretch, and all of a sudden, he's got three home runs over the last 15 days, and he's been able to hit more in the pocket of about a 230, 235. Not living up to the offseason contract, but certainly is now a little bit better, but you do take a look at the Cleveland Guardians, and this is a bunch that is able to do a very solid job of be able to get on bases. Jose Ramirez, 14 home runs, sitting at 290, is 53 RBI towards the top of the league. You gotta love what he's been able to do for the team, but then that's that. You've got Owen Miller hitting at 275, Andres Jimenez, he's been hitting above a 300, and Oscar Gonzalez unlimited at pass. He's been hitting at 360, obviously. We're gonna see probably a little bit of regression there, but Miles Straw has been solid at being able to get on base, 330 on base, He's been able to give you nine stolen bases this year. And with the Guardians, you do have a team that ranks in the top 10 in terms of their bullpen ERA. Sam Antigis, sub-2 ERA, has been terrific for the team. And Yel de los Santos, along with Nick Sandlin, 
three ERAs or better. Trevor Seaman has seen a little, little bit of regression, but by and large, they've been able to do a solid job there. And then for Texas, John Gray, just when he's been away from Coors Field throughout his career, a north of 4-5 ERA. That is a little bit of an issue now. In his last start against the Tampa Bay Rays, full punch outs over the course of seven innings, was really able to put it together. But you just don't know if you're going to get good John Gray or if you're going to get really bad John Gray. And a lot of it does have to do with the command, as he's been giving out right around 3.2 bucks per nine innings thus far this season. Meanwhile, Cal Quantrill, on the flip side, he has been giving out himself right around three and a half blocks per nine innings, but does a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up right around 0.7 home runs per nine innings. Not much of a swing and miss guy, right around six punch outs per nine innings, but has been a very steady Eddie guy in his last 25 appearances, has given up three runs or fewer in 23 of them, so he's been able to do a nice job holding down the four for the Cleveland Guardians, and I think that he's going to be able to do so once again, while making the Guardians sizable minus 146 favorites, so going to be willing to lay it here. May my total an 8.3 as well. I think that Gray going to be able to lock in a little bit more. I think that Texas just going to have a tough time hitting Quantrill. So looking at the under and looking at Cleveland, 9.57, 9.58 on the bank board. The Toronto Blue Jays at the road facing off against the Kansas City Royals. Daniel Lynch is going to be going for the Royals and Ross Stripling. On the bump for the Jays, total on this game is 9.5 over and under, both at minus 110. With Stripling, you're finding him in between minus 157 and minus 170. Between plus 145 and plus 150 is your price on the Kansas City Royals and when it comes to Stripling and company, want to make in the Blue Jays a minus 152. I do need to get to a plus 152 to be able to take a shot here on Kansas City, but when juice is all settled, this is probably going to wind up being a play on the Kansas City Royals as they've went from a plus 145 to right around a plus 150 in a lot of spots, so I'd be very surprised if I'm looking at anything other than a Royals money line. And for Daniel Lynch, in his last start, it wound up being very, very bad against the Cleveland Guardians. He wound up giving up runs upon runs, but prior to that, he had given up three runs or fear on pretty much every one of his appearances in the month of May. He seems to be blocking in a little bit more. He's given up right around one home run per nine innings. Big thing with him is the walks. 4.1 walks per nine innings. He's been a little bit better at home than on the road, but relatively the same numbers there. And when it comes to Lynch, right around eight strike cuts per nine innings, and he's going up against a guy in Stripling who he was out there in the bullpen for quite a while. He's been sort of tinkered with a little bit this season. He's made 13 total appearances, five starts, eight relief appearances, so a little bit of a 50-50 guy, so I don't expect a lot of length here. He's probably not going to wind up going more than, I would say, four innings, but someone who has been able to hold down the fork, giving up three home runs in 32 innings and just eight walks in those 32 innings as well, so command has been there. The big thing, though, is that opponents are earning a 256 off of him, and on the road, he's got a 685 ERA thus far this season, and with the Blue Jays, this is a team that all of a sudden has been able to do a solid job of being able to put back to ball with the Blue Jays. They've been able to put up at least four runs in now 11 out of their last 12 games, as you've got Flagler Jr. cooking with a little bit of gas. This is the guy that he's got a double-digit amount of homers along George Springer. I think that both of these guys now at 11 bombs, both hitting between a 340 to a 350 in terms of their on-base. Bo Bichette is hitting a 250 for the team, Alejandro Kirk hitting above a 300 as well. Santiago Spenel has been able to get on-base for the team, so all of a sudden, it's starting to come together there, but with the Blue Jays, bullpen has been far from terrific for the team as well. Adam Simber was used up for north of 20 pitches yesterday. They had to go to the bullpen for David Phelps, Trevor Richards. He was getting used yesterday, and that's not a bad thing because he's got north of a 5-year-8. Julian Merriweather has been all over the place as well. And for the Kansas City Royals, it has been one of the worst bullpens out there in the big leagues as well, but they've been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to mix and match as well. Joel Payamps has been able to give you some relatively solid innings. He did not wind up coming out of the bullpen yesterday. You've got a guy in Josh Samon, I feel still relatively solid about him. For the Kansas City Royals, you now have Salvador Perez starting to 
be able to put back to ball wound up having two home runs in that series against the Houston Astros. He seems to be returning to form, and even though with Merrifield still hitting just at 225 for the season, you take a look at what he's been able to do recently, and it's starting to pick up. 282 batting average over his last 30 days, so he has really been able to shake off the early season struggles. Hunter Dozier is hitting at 260. You've got MJ Melendez, who's now become really the DH for this team. He's hitting at 275. Bobby Witt Jr. has been able to give you a few RBI as well, so I do think that this is the spot in which Toronto will a little bit overpriced. They are having to travel down to Kansas City as well. That's a little bit rough. So I do think that this is a spot in which we're going to see some runs. It's a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark, though. So my total at a 9.2 as a result. I'm going to be taking a look at the under and with the Royals. As long as I'm able to get to a plus 152, and I do anticipate that being the case, going to be one to take a shot on them as we go to 959-960 on the banging board. The Seattle Mariners. They hit the road. They're facing off against the Houston Astros. Christian Avier is going to be going for the Strohs, and Robbie Ray is going to be on the bump for Seattle. Seattle's finding themselves in between a plus 140 to a plus 145 underdog, and between minus 155 and minus 160 is what you're going to be finding on the Astros with your total on this game, 8.5. Under is minus 115, and the over is minus 105. Seeing straight 8 out there as well. On the 8, over is minus 120. The under is even. Semi-total at an 8.2. All I've got access to right now is 8.5, so at an 8.5, I would be wanting to take a look at the under. And with Mr. Christian Avier, this has been someone that has been able to do a tremendous job of being able to get swings and misses. As a matter of fact, he's getting nearly 11 punch outs per nine innings. It's home runs per nine rate that hovers right around a .7. And for Robbie Ray, last year's home runs per nine rate was right around one and a half, right around 1.4 thus far this season. The reason why he won the Cy Young Award last season is because, for one, there was nobody else to give the award to him. For two, he was able to work on the walks. Now he's back up a little bit north of three walks per nine innings. It's not like he's having a cataclysm bad year, but the reason why Robbie Ray's struggles have been so magnified is because he got the Cy Young Award pretty much because there was nobody else to wind up getting that award last season, and as a result, he's been sort of what he's been for the, the entirety of his career. Relatively good swing and miss guy, 10.5 strikeouts per nine innings, but a guy that is going to give up the deep ball, a guy that's going to give up a few walks, so that's a little bit of an issue for this team, and then you take a look at the Seattle Mariners lineup, they were able to put it together in the ninth inning against the Texas Rangers, much to the chagrin of myself, but you do have Julio Rodriguez giving you a 275 batting average. He's now got 17 stolen bases this season. That's the most out there in the big leagues. Ty France, he has been able to do a solid job driving in 37 runs. And Eugenio Suarez is up to 11 bombs. He's got a 323 on base. Jesse Winker right around a 315 on base. So these are guys that are starting to step up. They've got a much better lineup than they had a season ago. But you do take a look at the Houston Astros. This has been the best under team at home and on the road thus far this season. And with the Astros, they've got their offense starting to take off as Jordan Alvarez has been able to go deep 16 times as far this season. He's had a great on base right around a 391. Alex Bregman still hitting just at 221, but 340 on base for him. Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, these guys are in between about a 272 to a 280, throwing their Jeremy Pena as well. Altuve always has great pop in the bat as well. Mauricio Dubon has been starting to get a couple more at-bats. He was solved with the Giants last season. You've got guys like H.S. McCormick, Jose Siri, who've had rough starts to the season, but you get know that they're going to pick it up. Do expect a little bit of regression when it comes to this Astros bullpen, and we've already seen it with Rafael Montero. He's up to a 2 ERA, and he's pitched each other last two days, so he's knocked out of this one. Ryan Presley pitching yesterday. That's not necessarily ideal, but Ryan Sanek, he has now a 1 ERA. He has been absolutely ridiculous for this team. You've had some very good performances out of Brian Abreu this year. Phil Maine has even been able to give you a couple of solid innings recently as well, so this has been an absolutely amazing bullpen. I do think that Javier is going to be able to lend a relatively solid start. Was willing to lay up to a minus 164 on the money line of the Astros. If you're taking a look at the run line right now, you're finding that anywhere between about a plus 120 to a plus 
plus 125. I would honestly rather lay the money line in this spot because I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game here. So I'm going to play it safe with the Astros. Going to be taking a look at a little bit more of a jockey money line in this spot. And I'm going to be taking a look at an 8.5 under. And we wrap things up with 961-962 on the bank where the Boston Red Sox and throw it face off against the LA Angels. Noah Thorsenegard is going to be going for the Halos. And Michael Waka is going to be on the bump for Boston. Boston is finding themselves anywhere team plus 105 and plus 115. Meanwhile, with LA, it's between minus 122 and minus 125. 8.5 is your total. Over is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125. The under is anywhere between even and minus 105. And when it comes to this spot, set my total at an 8.7. Going to be looking over. I do recognize it out there on the West Coast. Ball typically doesn't fly quite as much as it does during the daytime. So that is always something that I do wind up factoring in. But I do take a look at this Boston Red Sox lineup. And you've got your trio. That has been so good for them all season long. J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and then you're able to throw in the Rafael Devers. All these guys hitting at least a 320 for the seaman. With Devers, you've been able to get 11 home runs off of him this season. After last season, he was able to deliver 38 bombs. So he's been absolutely magnificent. Now, the one thing that you always just caution yourself with when it comes to this Boston Red Sox team is the bullpen. Tyler Danish wound up having to come out of the bullpen once again yesterday. They were able to preserve quite a few pieces because you did wind up having Rich Hill actually be able to give you six innings, which that's like found money right there at a Casas Automata. Has been great, has been terrible. Right around a three-ish ERA, Matt Stram has begun to regress a little bit. And Phillips Valdez, after a rough start to the season, he's off the injured list. I anticipate him being able to get back to old form. But ever since Garrett Woodlock has been pushed into the rotation, has been a little bit rough for the team. And Michael Waka wound up having a very good start to the season before he wound up going on the injured list. And, I mean, to his credit, this is a man that has given up two runs or fewer in all but one of his starts thus far this season. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression from you. Take a look at things, and he's getting right around six and a half to seven strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate, I mean, it's not bad, but it's right around three walks per nine innings as well. So I do think that that's going to be a little bit tough as well. And then you take a look at the flip side for Noah Thor Syndergaard. The swing and miss stuff hasn't been there for him the way that it was in past seasons as well. As a matter of fact, both of these guys between 40 and 40 and two-thirds innings, both of these guys have 27 strikeouts. So, I mean, it's looking just pretty much in the mirror for both of these guys. One thing with Syndergaard is that his walks per nine rate is hovering right around two. Both of these guys have given up four home runs in their 40-plus innings as well. So, I mean, that's in lockstep there with the Angels. I'm not going to lie to you. This is a bad bullpen, and they've lost 11 straight. I might have been willing to make this a DK Nation pick, but... I mean, when you got a team that's lost 11 straight games, it is a little bit rough. I do think that this might be a good get-right spot, but they used Rossi Iglesias out of the bullpen yesterday for north of 20 pitches. Aaron Luper and Tabera, guys, that they were really relying upon this season. Both of these guys now have an ERA that is north of a 3-9. Jimmy Harrogate, he should be able to come back, should be able to give this team a few innings today, but with that said, you haven't been able to get a lot out of Archie Bradley, but for the Angels, you do have Mike Trotten. You've got to figure that he's going to be able to bust out of this funk. He's now in an 0 for 26 hiatus. He is going to be able to bust out of it. This is Mike Trout that we're talking about. Shohei Otani has been able to do a solid job all season long with regards to this team as well. He's got a double-digit amount of homers. He's hitting right in the pocket of about a 325 in terms of his on-base. Matt Duffy's hitting above a 300. Taylor Ward has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, but you've now got Joe Adele is back up to the big league level. He's always been a highly touted prospect. I think that he's going to be able to put it together. Brandon Marsh, Lewis Renifo. These guys are in between about a 250 to a 260 along Jared Walsh, who's got a double-digit amount of homers as well. So 
one away up to about a minus 145 to a minus 150 with the Angels, so we're going to be riding with them and taking a look at the 8.5 over, and that will wrap things up for the Monday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. A big thanks to Justin Perry, doing a great job over there at Odds Checker. He joined me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. I mean, does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. I have that five-star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, and that means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.